Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I love the church. I love the pictures that God gives to us to help us identify the, the wonder of his relationship with his people. In Ephesians chapter 5, we read that Christ is the head of the church. In Colossians chapter 1, we discover that Christ is the head of the body, the, the church. And we recognize that this indeed is the, the church of the, the living God, the pillar and ground of, of truth. I love the church because it is indeed the body of Christ. The visible, living, breathing, dynamic representation of Jesus Christ himself. I love the church as the body as it works together in concert for the common good. Caring and sharing and serving together. Living as one, fulfilling the, the one another's that we have together in Christ. Recognizing our responsibility to each other as we demonstrate our care for each other. I love the church. This morning we are going to look into 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we are going to discover two principles about the church. Principle number one is that we are a united body of believers. And principle number two is that we are indeed a unique body of believers. Now, as you read 1 Corinthians, you discover that Paul is trying to help these believers recognize who they are in Christ. In fact, in chapter 5, he reminds them that God has entered their lives and has changed them. And Paul says, you were once some of these kinds of people, but now are you new in Christ? In chapter 10, he tells the believers that whatever they do, whatever they eat, do all to the glory of God. Chapter 11, and we're going to look at it in just a little bit, reminds them of the given body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and to proclaim the wonder of him until he comes back to take them home. And here in chapter 12, he says that you're a vital part of the body. And to each of us within the body of Christ, we have been given spiritual gifts to use to benefit the body. But I want you to recognize this morning the two truths that I identified. We are a unified body together in Christ. But we are indeed a unique body. Now as we look at the first 13 verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we're not going to take time to read these verses this morning. We discover that truth. That we are united in the body of Christ. And there are four common bonds that we have in Christ Jesus that help us recognize this truth. The first common bond is this. That we share the same confession. Look with me at verse 3, will you please? 
Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Paul, in writing to these believers, helps them understand that if you recognize this confession, and the confession is this, Jesus is Lord, you cannot make that confession, you cannot declare that truth, unless it's by the Spirit of God working in your life. Because no one says that Jesus is accursed. The word accursed is the word anathema. It has the idea of being cursed or belittled of no consequence. No one who is truly part of the family of God, who has been born into the body of Christ, will say that Jesus himself is to be belittled, is of no value, does not have significance in their lives. But what do they say? And underline this in your Bibles, will you please? Jesus is Lord. Jesus has the authority. Jesus as creator, sustainer, controller of all things. Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians chapter 2, we read that God himself is going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord because that's what brings him glory. And it's all about bringing glory to God. Do you remember in John chapter 20? The disciples are gathered for fear of the Jews. Jesus appears to them. Eight days later, they are again gathered, but this time Thomas is with them. And Thomas had said, unless I see, unless there is a physical demonstration the nail prints in his hands, the spear that was thrust into his side. Unless I see those things, I will not believe, Jesus said, look, here it is, Thomas. And then he said, Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen but do believe. You're blessed because you see and you do believe. Let me stop right there very quickly. You and I who know Jesus Christ as personal Savior and God as our Heavenly Father and are part of the body are blessed because we have not seen but yet we believe. Do you remember the declaration that Thomas had then? He fell to his knees and he said, My Lord and my God. I think it's interesting as you study New Testament Scripture that the word Savior is used some ten times to identify Jesus Christ. The word Lord is used over 700 times to identify Christ. What brings us together is this confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Romans chapter 10, we read these words. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... 
and will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your confession, my confession, that places us within the body of Christ is this truth. Jesus Christ is Lord. May I ask you, is he lived out as Lord in your life? We sing the little chorus. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is risen from the grave and he is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is he Lord of your life? Does he have the authority in your life? that you follow that which unifies us within the body is the truth that Jesus is Lord there's a second bond that brings us together and we find that in verse 6 verse 6 of chapter 12 says and there are various activities but it is the same God who empowers them in everyone underline in your Bibles same God You see, the truth is, you and I, as part of the body of Christ, serve the same God. We're on the same team. We have the same goals. Our identity is part of the body of Christ. And together, our purpose is to serve the God of all gods. Now, Paul here is talking about using their spiritual gifts. And there certainly are a variety of gifts within the body, and we'll talk about that very briefly a little bit later. But I want to remind you that you and I serve the same God. We are on the same team. We are going the same direction. We are united together because Jesus is Lord and we serve the same God. As you look at the Ten Commandments, it's all about that same God, isn't it? Commandment number one. No other gods before me. We must make sure that we are serving the right God, the same God. Commandment number two, no graven images. The psalmist says in Psalm 115, why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, But they do not speak, eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, noses that do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet that do not walk. They do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Folks, aren't you thankful that we serve a living God? You know, Israel got themselves in trouble when they turned to other gods. We must serve the right God the right way. We must serve the the right God the right way, making sure that in our lives we do not take his name in vain. That's the third commandment. That we have the right kind of attitude 
Mary in her song of praise in Luke chapter 1 says, For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, holy is his name. And we must make sure we serve the right God the right way, with the right kind of attitude, with the right kind of commitment. Remember the Sabbath. God said, keep it holy. Why? Because he sanctified the Sabbath. He put it, put it aside. He, he made it holy. He set it apart. What have you set apart in your life that just belongs to God? You know, when we get confused and try to fo follow other gods, we get ourselves in trouble. Deuteronomy chapter 6, God says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. That's right. Just one. 1 Timothy chapter 2, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And John said, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. You and I serve the same God. Now we are unique. We have different gifts. But it's the same God that we serve. The third bond is this. We seek to build the same body. Look with me at verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Look with me at verse 11. All these, these are the gifts, are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he will. Verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. We seek to build the body for the honor and glory of God. You and I are tasked with recognizing that each of us has a responsibility within the body to help grow the body for the common good. One and the same spirit. The body is one. And our responsibility within this wonderful thing called the body of Jesus Christ is to build it up for the honor and glory of, of God. And the final bond is this. We are subject to the same baptism. Verse 13. For in one spirit... We were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. One spirit, we were baptized into one body. Now what does that mean? That means when you and I received Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you and I were placed within the body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, we read this. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, 
who is over all and through all and in all. In Romans chapter 6, we read these words. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in newness of life. You see, you and I are subject to the same baptism because we've been placed within the body of Christ and therefore we are to walk as new creatures in Christ Jesus. We are together in this thing called the body of of Christ. I love the church because it brings us together within the body. But I also love the church because it is very unique. I'm going to ask that the Fairchilds Read for us, beginning with verse 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and they are going to read down through verse 27. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he has chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Now I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And of those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated as greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacketh it that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Thank you, Angie, Morgan, Randy. I trust that as you heard them reading that passage of Scripture, you discovered the uniqueness of the body. You see, the truth is, we are different and unique. Think about the different parts that make up your body. Paul identifies the foot, the hand, the eye, the ear. And then he says, what would happen if it was all about the eye and there wasn't any hearing? What would happen if it was all about the ears and there was no smelling? You see, God has designed us as different and unique, and that's okay. And I want you to recognize that that description is not just about Calvary Baptist Church. That's about the body of Christ. 
And as you look around us, you discover that we are different and unique, and that's okay. Some years ago, I had the privilege of going to Grenada for a work trip. And it, and it was a wonderful trip. And I happened to go the third week of a three-week project and was able to be there for the dedicatory service. They discovered I was a pastor. I, I usually try to go camouflaged. But in the conversation, they discovered the that I was a pastor. And they said, would you be willing to preach for us the, the dedication service? What do you say? I did. And I had a ball. Now, I need to share with you that the Grenadians are very interactive kind of people. Their style of worship is a little different than ours. And I was having a great time, and they were responding to me, and I was responding to them, and I, I was up and down off of the platform, and, and, and just, just had a wonderful time with this, this great body of believers. I brought home a video of that service and played it as we reported back to the church about our trip. And following that service, I had one of our gals come up to me and ask me this question. Pastor, you're not going to start preaching like that around here, are you? <laughs> I assured her I wasn't. Because in Grenada, it's different than it was in Rochester. And that's okay. Because God has designed the body to be different and unique he has designed our bodies to interact to intersect to identify with one another but it's okay to be unique in fact that's God's design have you thought about fingerprints do you know how different everyone's fingerprint is that's okay what about DNA now I know ancestry.com can be a lot of fun and they'll take your DNA and they will run it through their database and, and it will come back with all of your family history. And that's just a lot of fun to, to discover where your roots are. But the odds of someone having the same DNA by chance is like having a deck of 20 million cards that are all different. And then drawing the same hand of three million cards twice in a row. We're different. And we are unique. And that's God's design. And it's a wonderful design. But not only are we different and unique, we're different and dependent upon one another look with me at verse 21 the eye cannot say to the hand I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet I have no need of you on the contrary the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable you, you see we are indeed different but we are dependent upon one another we need each other we're different and unique but we're different and dependent upon one another. It grieves me 
that sometimes within the body, someone disparages part of the body, almost like we don't have any need of you. Folks, that is defying God's design for the church, his body. Difference, okay. We all have our part. And within those differences, we are dependent upon one another. If we start to say that part of the body is unnecessary, we're going against God's design. Now in Philippians chapter 2, we're told that we are to count others more significant than ourselves. We are to not look on our own interests, but to look on the interests of others. Why? Because we are dependent upon each other to be all that God wants us to be. Indifferent is okay. Jump down to verse 25 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, will you please? That there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. There it is, folks. Our differences must not divide us because our differences are by God's design. Our differences are so that we can care for one another. And if you don't understand how connected we are, think about the connection of your body the next time you hit your thumb and how it affects every part of the body. We are different but dependent and we are different and affected. Verse 24, the end of that verse, but God so composed the body. Underline that in your mind, will you please? I believe that God has brought everyone who is part of Calvary Baptist Church, this thing we call the body, together for a purpose. You are here for a purpose. I am here for a purpose. And it's God's work in our lives. I believe that God has brought every part of the churches of Battle Creek, those who know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, together for a purpose. That's God's work. And we're different, and that's okay. But it's the work of God that makes that difference. But the truth is, verse 26, if one member suffers, we all suffer. And if one member is honored, all rejoice together. I don't care who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. We must not just respond sympathetically or understandably, but you and I must respond biblically to the needs of people around us. 
It's not that I feel sorry for you. But it's that I love you enough to help you not only know, but follow the truth of God's word. Verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. And individual members of it. You see, I love the church. I love the church because it's the body of Christ. Visible, living, breathing, dynamic representation of Jesus Christ. It's a unified body. It's a unique body. All brought together under the authority of Jesus Christ who is Lord. To the honor and glory of God the Father. There's a book that is written for children. It's entitled, We're Different, We're the Same, and We're Wonderful. It features a cast of cartoon humans and Sesame Seed, Sesame Street characters. Thinking about lunch, Sesame Seeds. And in this book, it starts out with noses. And shows all kinds of different human noses. And then all kinds of Sesame Street character noses. You know, there are differences. And it talks about the differences of sizes and and shapes. And in the case of Sesame Street, colors. Of noses. And as you turn the page, it says, We're the same. Our noses are the same. They breathe and sniff and sneeze and whiff. You see, the truth is, we're different. We're the same. And we're all wonderful. I love the church because it's the body of Jesus Christ, the Lord. The visible, living, breathing, dynamic representation of Christ himself.